In today's episode of the Digital Marketing Podcast by Exposure Ninja, we're gonna be covering three things that might be suppressing your lead conversion rate on your website. Fix these three things, you'll increase the conversion rate on your site, you'll drop your CPA on any paid ads you're running, and you'll be able to scale your lead generation more profitably. Let's do this. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm the founder of Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency that helps our clients generate more leads and sales online. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Today, we're talking about three lead generation blockers that prevent people from being able to scale their lead generation. And it's not just small companies that suffer from these blockers. We're going to be looking at some huge enterprise global businesses that are suffering from exactly these issues today. So the first one is poor CTAs on high traffic pages. So every website has a few pages, particularly information pages so on your blog or your knowledge base or your articles section that get a lot of traffic but really aren't generating many conversions at all. You leave them ticking over because you don't wanna mess them around too much in case that stops them from ranking. One of the main causes of this is a page gets ranking and starts picking up lots of visibility on Google through organic search. Lots of people start landing on the page, but no one's converting. So you don't wanna necessarily mess with the page too much in case you remove some of that ranking or you prevent the, you know, whatever, you mess things up and something just breaks. So these pages often get left alone despite having a very low conversion rate. Now, the thing is you don't necessarily have to dramatically change these pages in order to improve the conversion rate. I'm gonna talk you through an example. Um, so here I am on the HubSpot website and one of HubSpot's highest traffic pages from an organic search uh, from the organic search channel is how to write a business proposal. Now HubSpot is a CRM company, so how to write a business proposal is kind of related to what HubSpot sells because if you're in sales and marketing, i.e. writing business proposals, then you are probably going to be a potential customer for HubSpot. So I can see why they'd write this content, but what they don't wanna do, what they shouldn't do, and what they haven't done luckily, is make the only call to action on this page, sign up for HubSpot. Because if you think about where someone's at when they've just searched for how to write a business proposal, they're not ready to go and sign up for a fully fledged CRM yet. They're just looking to fix the problem that's right in front of them, which is this freaking business proposal that they need to get sent out. So what does HubSpot do? Well, it gives them exactly what they want. The CTA on this page is download now, free business proposal template. Now, another thing that's great about this is not only how well that's targeted to exactly what people want, is the fact that it's way above the fold. So you, on this page, you get headline, then the CTA, and then the information about how to write a business proposal. You see the CTA before you even see the information on this page. Now, I would hazard a guess that this page is converting really, really well for HubSpot possibly over 5%, which is not too shabby from an information page on organic search. Now, of course, when you click on the CTA, what does it do? It takes you through a step-by-step -step form where HubSpot captures your email, your name and address, your children's birthdays, and all of this stuff. Of course, why are they capturing all your personal details? It's so they can put you into an email automation sequence and over time sell you HubSpot. They know that you are in the habit of writing business proposals so they can tailor the functionality of HubSpot that they push forward in their emails to people who are going to be in this type of role. So it's a really smart way of bringing very top of the funnel traffic into HubSpot's 
automation sequences. Now, what we need to do in order to find these sort of hidden gold mine pages where you've got a lot of traffic coming through but a very low conversion rate is go into analytics. Now, if you're using GA4, this information used to be like super easy and super ready to, you know, readily available in, in Universal Analytics, a little bit more complicated in GA4. So in the video version of this, I've actually shown you how to create a custom exploration, which helps you quickly identify the landing pages on your site that have the lowest conversion rate. So you can then go in and fix that up and you can work out where things are falling off. But what we really want to do here is find the landing pages that have the lowest conversion rates, but a good amount of traffic, and then put ourselves in the position of the people landing on those pages. What do we really want as a next step? What is too much of a leap for them? Okay, and if we can tailor our CTA to exactly where they're at in their buyer journey, we're gonna get a much higher conversion rate. Okay, let's talk about the second factor that might be suppressing your landing page conversion rates or your lead generation in total, and that is poor landing pages. Now, poor landing pages used to just mean this thing looks ugly. Well, nowadays, it doesn't really matter so much if your landing page looks ugly, because we've seen some very ugly landing pages, which are converting pretty well. There is a sort of a, there's a, a deeper ugliness, if you like, when it comes to conversion rate optimization, which is a mismatch between um, how ready to commit somebody is when they land on a page, and the angle of the CTA. So here I am on Airbnb's website. Now Airbnb has beautiful, beautiful pages. I'm on a page which is airbnb.co.uk forward slash host forward slash home. And again, if you go on the YouTube version of this, you'll see me talking through the demo. Now this page is designed for people who are contemplating listing their property on Airbnb. So this is a very important page for Airbnb. This is where they get their inventory from and they run ads to this and it ranks nicely in organics for a whole bunch of related terms. So it's a really important entry point for Airbnb. They've done some fantastic things. You know Airbnb's user interface, really nice, really clean, really well thought through. So when I land on this page, uh, the headline is Airbnb, you could earn, and then it shows me how much money I could earn in my area based on average sort of costs around where I live. And then I can toggle this little slider to see how much I could earn if people are renting my property over 30 nights, for example. I can also see a little map to the side which shows all of the different rates of people around me. And the point of all of this, of course, is that Airbnb wants you to land on this page and say, wow, I could earn loads of money if only I rented out my home. And there's a bunch of information on this page. It talks about, you know, why it's so great to rent with Airbnb and how they're better than their competitors and stuff like that. And that's all cool, but there's one major problem with this. I would expect that this page would have a pretty low conversion rate because the only option for me is to start Airbnb setup. Okay, I have to go through the process of actually listing my home on Airbnb. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, the thing that's wrong with that is that's a big commitment to ask someone to make from just landing on your landing page. This might be the first time I'd even heard of Airbnb. It might be the hundredth time I've heard of Airbnb. But regardless, the CTA on this page is only designed for someone who's ready to go now. So what could they do? Well, they can improve the performance of this landing page by taking a leaf out of HubSpot's book and actually tailoring the CTA, but also offering a drop-down CTA, like a downsell CTA for people that aren't ready to take this commitment yet. So as a potential Airbnb host, I might be interested in looking at some case studies. I might be interested in reading through the stories of people who've listed on Airbnb, how they found the experience and the objections and concerns that they had up front and how these were addressed by the experience and by Airbnb. I might be interested in taking a short course on how to maximize the value of my Airbnb, or I might be interested in learning what makes a great Airbnb. All of these things 
could be behind an email capture. And what that would allow Airbnb to do is to capture the contact details of everyone who's been on this page who would be interested at some point in listing on Airbnb, but isn't quite ready to go yet. That means they could put them in their automation sequences, they could contact them over time and get those conversions. Now they might say, yeah, but we don't, if someone's interested in becoming a host, we just want them to go through the startup phase. We actually don't want to give them any alternatives. We just want to squeeze them. Remember the old school squeeze pages where you only give people one option. Well, yes, that's fine. But if you offered people a downsell CTA, like look at some case studies, you would then still have your primary CTA become an Airbnb host dotted throughout those case studies. So it's not like someone's just gonna download some case studies and then get bored and wander off. They're still gonna be seeing your primary CTA all over the place. We are just giving them that option where if they're not quite ready to take that commitment yet, then we've got an alternative for them. So the step here, the thing that you wanna do, you can use that same Google Analytics for exploration I, uh, I explained in the video. You can go through and have a look at the pages which are you're driving paid traffic to, which are generating very low conversions. Think through, you know that the audience is probably qualified because you've got your keyword and your audience targeting and your ads and you know that the copy is gonna be relevant to them, but think through where they're gonna be at in their journey. Are they ready to take that full commitment yet and contact you or do we need some sort of lower commitment CTA that you can offer them, which will then bounce them up into your higher commitment CTA later on. So that thing can be a very small tweak. It can just be a, like an additional form on the page, an additional button, whatever, but it's definitely worth testing. I'm gonna talk you through another example. Here's a, uh, a Facebook ad that Salesforce is running. So it's a, uh, an ad from the Meta Library. Again, you can see it on the YouTube version of this. The ad is promoting Salesforce's customer 360 and their Einstein AI feature. And it says, every team has the power of connected data, trusted AI, and the number one CRM, and the results are brilliant. Okay, I've got some feedback on the ad, I've got some feedback on the positioning, but that's for another video. The point is they're talking about this Einstein feature and their customer 360 uh, service. When we go on the landing page, we see really consistent creative from the ad. So I'm seeing the same image, I'm seeing the same thing being offered, and that's a great idea. What you don't want is a big disconnect between the ad and the landing page. So, so far, so good. And in fact, this page is really good. Aside from the fact that people might not know what this Einstein thing is, there's a lot to love about this page and I'll explain why. When you land on this page, it tells you a bit about this Einstein thing. There's a CTA at the top that says try for free. Okay, so that's a very low commitment, but it's also working well for people with high commercial intent who are ready to try Salesforce. There's another CTA which says contact us and it's got a UK phone number. I'm visiting this from the UK, so that's a big plus. We've got a little pop-up thing that says need help, no problem, chat with our sales experts or call us on blah, 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 and you can click to start a live chat. Then we've got a CTA above the fold in the hero section which says view demo playlist. And what this does is shows you a bunch of demo videos of the Salesforce product. This for me is a really smart CTA to target this type of audience because the audience that they're targeting may or may not be the decision maker for Salesforce. Salesforce is a big commitment. So if you want to get the whole organization bought into using it, you can't just drive everyone to a landing page, sign up now, because some of the people who are seeing these ads won't have the authority to actually get signed up for Salesforce. So what they do instead is they offer these demo playlists. The, this page is full of alternative CTAs. We've got videos for people to watch. We've got case studies for them to read. We've got more information about their products. And loads of these work really well for this audience of, you know, they're building a, an audience of internal champions 
for Salesforce. So that when maybe a manager says, hey, we're thinking about getting Salesforce, a bunch of the team have already seen the ads, they've seen the product demos because they had a low commitment CTA that they could see this demo through. And they're like, cool, yeah, we love this too. This looks like it would really help me. So it's a really smart way of catering to multiple audiences by offering lots and lots of different CTAs targeting different levels. So really, really love that. So this is about identifying the alternative CTAs that you might want to offer on your landing pages if you're getting a low conversion rate from paid traffic. By the way, if you want to help, if you need some feedback on your landing pages, then you can request a free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. We'll take a look at your website, we'll have a look at your top ranking pages, and we'll give you feedback on your conversion rate optimization, i.e. how likely are people to convert on different pages, and what are some of the small tweaks and fixes that you could make to those pages to improve your conversion rate further. This service is completely free. Now you need to apply for this free website and marketing review. It's not available to everyone. And to do this, you need to go to exposureninja.com forward slash review. We're gonna ask you for a bit of information in the questionnaire because we want to make sure that this review is gonna be the most suitable thing for you. And if you're successful in the application, then usually we get your free review to you, typically within three to five working days. We're working through a massive backlog at the time of recording this. So we'll let you know if that backlog is still in place by the time you request your free review but go to exposureninja.com forward slash review to request your free website and marketing review today. It's awesome. The third uh, conversion suppressor that we're gonna be covering today is visitors being unable to disqualify themselves. This can lead to low quality leads. So if your visitor doesn't see themselves on the landing page, for example, if you're selling B2B, if they don't see the job role or the particular use case on that landing page, they might not be able to qualify or disqualify themselves. And generally the rule is if they can't disqualify themselves, they also can't qualify themselves. For e-commerce, um, this also has an impact as in fact, we're gonna use an e-commerce example, even though this is a podcast about lead generation, there's a very clear um, e-commerce example, which basically does a great job of explaining exactly what this is all about. So you may have heard us talk about loop earplugs before. Loop earplugs are a uh, like a direct consumer earplug brand. Earplugs you think of as fairly sort of commoditized, fairly low cost. You get them free on airplanes and stuff like this. You get them free in hospitals or wherever. So earplugs pricing is pretty much from like free to very cheap. Well, Loop have come along and their goal is to sort of elevate the, uh, the earplug experience, I guess. And by that, I mean, increase the average order value of earplugs. So they sell earplugs for 30 euros, um, but these earplugs are targeted at very specific audiences. One of the reasons we love Loop is that they have a really great customer segmentation strategy, and that's often what we talk about. And that is on play, that is in play on their product pages. Don't worry, this is gonna be incredibly relevant for disqualifying potential leads on your website as well. Hear me out. Now, when I go on the Loop website, the product images I can see are all young people. They are super, super trendy. So we've got someone who's like got long slick back hair and they look really cool and they're wearing this earplug. It looks like a fashion shoot, right? This could easily be an ad for a perfume or an aftershave. We've got someone else again, she's really well-dressed. She's sticking her tongue out, um, super young, super cool. They've got a Tomorrowland collection of earplugs. Now Tomorrowland's a super cool festival, way too cool for me any one of their target audience is gonna see that and go, okay, cool, right, I know that this is for me. Further down the page, we've got um, some explanation of why these are the perfect uh, earplugs for people who want to suppress noise, um, they want to focus, they have noise sensitivity, or they want to go to music and events. And actually the rest of the copy on this page is all about how suitable these earplugs are for listening to music. All of the imagery is like cool people at festivals, 
Um, there's like Instagram shots of people in f festivals wearing their loop earplugs. Now, you'd look at this and say, okay, this is clearly just earplugs for people at a festival. But let's take a step back and look at the principle here. What they've done is they've taken a very sort of generic and commoditized product and they've niched it down to a very specific target audience. If I'm in construction and I'm looking for some earplugs to wear on the building site to stop my ears from hurting after a day of drilling, I'm going to look at this and go, these are not for me. This is, you know, this is not targeting me at all. I'm not even sure they'd be any good for the purpose that I want them. And I don't see myself in any of the images on this page. And that's a really important thing, right? You can't, you can't expect your visitors to qualify themselves if they can't also disqualify themselves. So the fact that the builder or the construction person is able to disqualify themselves allows their music listener to qualify themselves and say, actually, do you know what? These are perfect for me. This is exactly what I want. Now, if we go on a different website that sells earplugs, the Screwfix website, Screwfix is like a, what would you call it? It's like a trades wholesaler, I guess. Um, well, they, they do, you know, you can buy, you can go in there and buy, you know, from retail as well. I'm not particularly handy. So I've only been in one once and I felt like a sort of a, you know, fancy internet person in this world of real men, you know. But anyway, that's another story. Um, I'm on their product page for these DeWalt earplugs. And, you know, this is a completely utility purchase for people. Firstly, you get 50 pairs for £10, whereas Loop is selling one pair for €30. Euros, so they're about like 150th of the price of the Loop ones. One of the reasons that dynamic is at play is firstly, tradespeople don't necessarily value these as highly as uh, they're certainly not using them as fashion accessories. But secondly, because DeWalt in this case hasn't um, tailored and they haven't made a really compelling sales case about why these earplugs are perfect for tradespeople, they can't justify a higher price. I would be really interested to see if Screwfix could take these sort of generic orange disposable earplugs and position them as the perfect earplugs for people in construction. So showing how the foam allows you to, uh, you know, show the, you know, the, the attenuation graph of the sound of a drill against these earplugs and how these earplugs are, the foam density is precisely designed to attenuate the most damaging frequencies from all day drilling or something like that, or how it still allows you to hear the, the boss on the construction site tell you what to do or how they're really comfortable for all day wear. Now, in fairness, the copy does say smooth, shiny surface repels dirt from entering the foam. And that's something that's going to be super relevant to people on a building site. Um, but in general, I think they could do a lot better of positioning these because they're just selling a generic product which doesn't have mass appeal, but it also doesn't have mass unappeal, if you know what I mean. Because I can't qualify or disqualify myself, they've had to compete on price. So there's a really important lesson there. If we're looking to convert people on a landing page, even for you know software or service or whatever we're selling, it's how do we make sure our service, when, when our perfect potential customer lands on this page, how do we make sure that they go, yes, this is absolutely for me. We show them pictures of themselves. We show them case studies and testimonials of themselves. We highlight the benefits that are most important to them. Yes, this means that we're disqualifying a whole bunch of people, but that's okay. That's collateral for our most important goal, which is qualifying our best customers to get as many conversions from them as possible. So there you have it. Three conversion blockers that you can remove. Let's remove them at the start of the year. Let's increase your conversion rate this year. And that allows you to scale all the traffic generation that you're doing as well. Firstly, checking your CTAs on your high traffic pages, making sure they're working as hard as they can be. Don't let the 
top traffic pages on your site have the bottom conversion rate. That's a complete waste of that traffic. Secondly, let's make sure we're driving traffic to decent landing pages with sufficient downsell CTAs for people that aren't ready to take that full commitment yet. And thirdly, good is about more than design. Good is about resonating with a particular target audience, allow them to disqualify themselves so that others can qualify themselves. Hope you found this interesting. If you have, don't forget to leave us a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.